Greetings, fellow lovers of film, and welcome to Film Shrapnel, your one-stop spot for everything movies. Hello, Craig. Hey, Tobias, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing our little monthly round hump again. The, the monthly round hump. Again, all the names we have for things, we really, they're like pending names. I'm sure we'll have to come up with a better name for the monthly roundup. The monthly round hump. I'm I, you. <laughs> I think round hump is sticking with me. I know, I know. You, you like all these little things. You like, you like keep it knees and all these little other things that have just sort of happened a chance over the course of the pub. It's, it's natural. It's how it should be. The natural progression of it all. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. If I had my way, the whole podcast would have been the cage match, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think changes happen for the best. <laughs> uh, Craig, what are we what are we doing today? Uh, we're doing a uh, love, hate, and want more of uh, Thingamajig, where we summarize. Thingamajig. Yeah, Thingamajig. Basically, we we give each other five minutes to talk about something we love, then something we hate, and then something we want more of that we've watched recently. Uh, we keep it to five minutes because otherwise, I don't know, some of these things we could talk forever about, I'm pretty sure, especially the hate side. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I've got quite a few things to say about my hate. I will say that. <laughs> it's like therapy, isn't it? It is like therapy, yeah. It's cathartic. Um, just a, a little disclaimer for you, Craig, and the audience out there. Today, I'm, uh, I'm recording outside. So if you get any weird atmospherics from my audio, I do apologize in advance. Uh, a new kind of uh, audio error that we're going to have. A, huh? a new audio error that I'm introducing. <laughs> so yeah, a little disclaimer now. Before this episode is sponsored by Outdoor Sound Effects. Uh, who's going to begin, Craig? Do you want to kick us off? Uh, what should we start with? I always forget if it's... Love, love, love. love. Start, with love. start with love. All right, that's that's nice to start with some love. Okay, I don't, I don't mind going first if you if you want. Yeah, go on. Hit, uh, can you be the, the timekeeper as of always? Of course, yeah. All right, I'm going to stick. Uh, stick. I'm going to press uh, start now. All right, so I loved The Last of Us. Um, yeah, I know this is coming out probably about in May, so it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I, I did quite like that show. Uh, I think, uh, what I like quite about it, quite, what I quite liked about it, Jesus Christ, um, was how it kind of had an interesting little, um, uh, episodic formula that kind of like each single episode seemed to kind of focus a little bit more on a different character, a group of people, which I thought was quite nice. Uh, I think it's because partly because it was based on a video game. So they wanted to like, Hmm, maybe we need to beef this up with a bit more story in this. Uh, I haven't actually played the game. My brother played it, and I saw it was quite cool. Um, like, for example, uh, this is great bit in um, one of the best episodes a lot of people say is the one with Nick Offerman in it, where he plays his prepper. You know what a prepper is, Tobias? What is a prepper? A prepper is basically a guy or a woman or whatever, anybody really, who is basically planning for the apocalypse 
and they like they always prepare everything they have like a bunk and all this kind of stuff you know so yeah so uh he obviously survives this apocalypse and um basically there's a one whole episode where it kind of takes a break from the two main characters Bella Ramsey's uh character and Pedro Pascal's Pascal's character and you just watch this uh prepper uh and he uh falls in love with someone he meets uh who's another man by the way and uh, and a lot of people thought ah this is really funny for like all these conservative guys probably watching this and then because prepping is quite a conservative thing you know and then they turn out the character is gay um and it's quite nice actually it's very sweet and so there's these two other characters that we meet along the way in kansas city and then these two brothers one older brother who's basically an adult and he has a younger brother who's deaf and uh they basically there's like a militia in the city that's looking for them and uh it's because basically the older brother sold out information to um get someone killed in his militia so he could get his uh, little brother leukemia medicine and his brother's also deaf and so you kind of start to build up a little bond with them and everything and then at the end the little brother becomes infected and the older brother has to shoot his little brother who's like 10 in the head and then he goes a bit crazy and shoots himself in the head and it's kind of a bit fucked up um there was a couple of things i was expecting more from in the last of us there's definitely not enough zombies infected or whatever you want to call them i was actually really also quite surprised by how anticlimactic the ending was it just kind of ends and i was expecting like oh, okay it's gonna be on next week and they've like no that was the end it's like no way there must be more that wasn't there wasn't enough zombies and action at the end for that to be the for the, to be the end um yeah. so that was kind of a bit surprising uh it's also quite interesting as well yeah there's really not enough zombies so it, it really feels like the story is really about um the people more than anything else which maybe could be a good thing i mean some people have been saying there's too much zombie stuff recently um but yeah pedro pascal and bella ramsey were both really good i was actually really surprised by bella ramsey because i remember watching her in game of thrones as a kid and now here she is uh making her name for herself really which is quite nice uh what else have i got written here what's also mm. quite interesting about this show uh sometimes you, you get yourself thinking about it it's because the the infection is supposed to have happened like 20 years before so really it's like spoke like it starts in the 2000s and then here we are like 20 years later with the, in, the infection still destroying the earth so like we sometimes you catch yourself realizing all oh, these things that we've gotten used to in our world have never happened there because like in the last 20 years like uh smartphones for example stuff like this which is sometimes a bit odd to think about. Um, yeah, I did like it. Uh, I'm interested to see what will happen in the next season. I know a little bit about it. That I think Pedro Pascal's character is probably going to die soon, but we'll see what happens. That's my five. All right, cool. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm really not that interested in watching it. I know pe people have been saying, oh, mate, you've got to watch The Last of Us. And I'm just really not that interested. You know, I, I think I'm sort of done with, like, zombie shit. Certainly long-winded, drawn-out zombie TV shows like Walking Dead was. Like, yeah, I just, I can't be asked. I can't I, be asked. They're, they're, they're all pretty much the same. And it's, it, oh, yeah, it just, and it's never, it's never very good after a couple of seasons. It'll be good for, like, two seasons, and then it'll become shit. 
you know, it's just how the mm. way it always goes. Yeah, I, I can't be asked. I think this is definitely better than uh, The Walking Dead. Like, I remember when I watched The Walking Dead years ago, the first episode I thought was great. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. And then it just became like this kind of soap opera. And I was like, this is not what I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch something about zombies. And so I got really bored and just never watched it. And then it was on for like, what, how many seasons? Like seven, eight seasons? So how I think can it's you... still on. Is it really? I think so. I think it's like fucking 15 seasons or some shit like that. 45 seasons. Something crazy. That's insane. I can't believe that. uh, But yeah, but with The Last of Us, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to be a bit clever and they're going to keep it to as long as the story needs to be. Time Um, will tell. Yeah. And what's also quite nice about The Last of Us is that it's quite limited with the cast. Uh, it's not like a million survivors band together, so it becomes like a soap opera. Like it's literally like it's always just a few people here and there. So it feels a bit more got that survivor factor a bit more than I think uh, The Walking Dead had. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. All right. Well, I know. I, I know. Maybe I should give it a watch, but I just can't be asked. Anyway, uh, are you uh, are you ready for my one? I'm ready. Should I go? Uh, yeah, start the clock and let me know when, when to go. Clock starting now. Okay, so what I love uh, this month, uh, and I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I'm quite, a, I'm actually quite a few episodes behind. I'm only a few episodes in, but so far I've really liked Ted Lasso. Uh, I'm, it's like season three now. I'm only a couple of episodes in, but I really enjoyed the first two seasons. Um and like to be fair, by now it might have tailed off. I'm not sure because I haven't watched it, but I'm really enjoying what I've seen so far. Um, I'm a sucker for football stuff. I really like football stuff, and I like the gimmick of Ted Lasso that it's like an American guy, like an American football coach who doesn't really understand the rules of soccer, but they don't understand the rules of football. But what he can bring to the team is like heart and I quite like that I quite like heart in my uh, in my sport movies I think sport movies need heart um, what's great about it I mean like the acting's pretty good I think everyone gives a pretty good performance you've got what's his name Jason Sudeikis he's pretty good in it uh, he plays Ted Lasso um, and then there's this English guy I think I think his name's Brett gold something uh but he's like a british uh he's a british actor i recognize him from loads of british tv shows he was in uh derek the ricky gervais show derek he was in uncle which is a show i've really really loved like with me and my brother we loved uh uncle a lot uh he was in this really obscure british superhero film called super bob and he was revealed in the end credits scene Oh, spoilers, by the way, for Marvel fans, if you haven't seen it already. But he was shown in the end credits of Thor, Love and Thunder, and he's now Hercules in the Marvel Universe. Um, But he plays Roy Kent. He's like this geezer, like proper English geezer, who's like, he was like, he was the captain of AFC Richmond, the fictional team of the show. Um and then he went on to play for Chelsea, but now he's back as a coach. He's a great character. Um, and apparently he is in 
FIFA 23. I didn't know this. I haven't played FIFA in a few years, but apparently there's an AFC Richmond Ted Lasso mode on FIFA 23, which kind of makes me want to buy FIFA 23 and buy a PlayStation for it. Um, other characters in it, you've got Nathan Shelley. He's a great little character. He goes from good to bad. Uh, Rebecca Welton, the owner, she's brilliant. And Jamie Tart, what a great football guy, uh, footballer. He's fucking brilliant. Jamie Tart, do, 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 do. He's brilliant. Uh, it's funny. It's teaching Americans what real football's all about. It's got heart. It's really well written. Like all the comedy's great. Uh, Ted Lasso's basically the American Jurgen Klopp. That's basically all I have to say. Fair play. Fair play. I have Is that been... five minutes. No, you got like you got a minute and a, a half more if you want it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's just really good. Everyone should watch it, especially if you like football. If you're <laughs> English, I think you'll like it. There's a lot of jokes for you if you're English. Um, and if you like football and you're an American, then there's a lot of jokes for you as well. Um, I, like, like It's overall really good, man. I know you're not a big football guy, but I think you would like this. It's a really funny show. And like, it, it's less about the football and it's more about community and friendship and loyalty and, you know, maybe just living your life slightly, you know, with a sort of different mindset kind of makes it a whole bunch better. It, it's actually a really nice, really quite an earnest show. I really like it, man. I think you'd like it a lot. I, I'll give it a go eventually. I've heard good things. The reviews seem good as well. Uh, didn't that show start as like a joke or something from an advert or something? Like, I heard oh, it wouldn't surprise me. It it seems it feels like a, a bad SNL skit or something, like, but it's actually turned out to be really bloody good. Um, and I know SNL have done that where they've turned like a small skit, uh, sketch on S like Saturday Night Live and they turned it into a movie. I think, like. The Blues Brothers, Tenacious D, they're all they all started on SNL, I think. Um, okay, Craig, are you ready to hit me with some hatred? Oh. Hit me with some hatred, motherfucker. Uh, I recently watched uh, for the first time the whole thing, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with my daughter, uh, oh. my wife, and I really fucking hated it. I really, really fucking hated this film. It was so, uh, I, I don't understand why it's rated so well. Like, I think I, I checked it today. I think on IMBD it has like 6.9, but I think some of the ratings, like, they really hold it really well. And actually, it won an Oscar, I think, or at least something for like makeup design, which, okay, I guess it gets that. But like, it's really fucking annoying because they're so fucking posh. Have you seen this, Tobias? They're really, really fucking posh, I mean, these kids. I, I've I've seen like clips. I haven't watched the whole movie or they're, any movies in full. They're all from Cambridge, and they talk so so naturally posh. You know, it's it's, it's really inflection. Like it, it's really ingrained into the way that they talk. I don't think they're putting that on. That's really PR, darling. Yeah. No, even posher than that. Like almost royalty level, and it's really. Ugh, I just find it so. Uh, repulsive to be honest maybe yeah. it's just because i'm i i'm a bit i'm a anti-monarchy uh 
kind of, I guess, almost Republican kind of guy in a British sense. Like, I hate the monarchy and rich people. So I guess that's part of why I hated it so much. But like, fuck me, man. Because there's also mm. the idea, because these four kids, when they enter Narnia, uh, they're supposed to, like, basically inherit it. They're supposed to be, like, the kings and queens of this place. I was just thinking about how, like, so they're just these little entitled little pricks. And I found them so fucking annoying. Their, their acting was really bad as well. These kids also, they're so posh. One of them is, I looked it up on Wikipedia, is related to Darwin. It's like, fuck me, kid. Like What, Charles Darwin? Charles fucking Darwin, yeah. He's like actually great, related. Yeah. Fuck off. And uh, I think there's another guy, I forgot his full name. Uh, his last name is Keynes. He's an economist. He's very was very famous at the time, basically. Uh I won't go into it, but basically he's very well known. And like how this guy is related to both of these fuckers. And I'm thinking, fuck me, this, this kid. Like, I just, I don't, I get really frustrated uh, when I see British stuff that's supposed to be portrayed internationally and everyone is extremely posh. Yeah. And it just really grates on me, really grates on me. Uh, but apart from that, uh, the story just was shit. Like, it's not really a very interesting story. It's very basic. If you, like, you just need, like, half a brain and you can see exactly where this is going. Um, one thing that was quite funny, actually, when I was watching this <clears throat> is that there's a, the Ray Winstone is actually in it, speaking of non-posh people. Uh, he plays a beaver. And there's one bit where he's attacked yeah. by a wolf. And uh, he's telling the kids, get away, go on, kids, run, whatever, some bullshit like this. <laughs> and... And my daughter starts crying. Like, no, the beaver. And I just thought it was so weird. <clears throat> the idea of my daughter crying away Winston as a beaver being attacked by a wolf. This is not <laughs> something I thought I'd ever see. He, she didn't cry when Aslan, the, the, the lion, was killed, which is very brutal. Uh, but she did cry when the beaver was bitten by a, a wolf. Um, also, Maybe around because that. Because she thought it was you with your English accent. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and then there's also a really stupid bit around this part of the film where they're trapped on two sides of a frozen uh, waterfall. Uh, there's wolves on both sides and they can't get across this, this icy bit of the river. So the, the, the boy, the main, uh, I guess the oldest brother, stabs his sword into the ice and it cracks open the waterfall and all the water floods out. And I'm just thinking, this is really fucking stupid. Like, how could... Mm. how? how would you get think that that would work and how does it work and how are you still alive like it's just it was very strange like uh whoever came up with that idea was very it just didn't feel normal um we also have tilda swinton who's in it as well uh she's the bat she's the white witch and i guess she does quite suit it like she does seem like a villainous witch uh but like her character is just evil for the sake of being evil and sometimes she yeah. just says and does these really evil things and cruel things. It's like, there's not really a point behind this. It's kind of a bit, why, it, it just feels like uh, a, a lack of depth of character, to be honest. Like, if it made sense, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for it. But it just feels like it's just been stupid. So in the end, just yeah. E evil, evil woman. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Very template, boring character. And yeah, it's just jumping on the bandwagon of the early 2000s, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So yeah, that's my hate for the month. All right. Are you ready to hit me with the with the stopwatch? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay. So there's lots of things that came out this month and last month. I think this movie came out 
a while back actually, but I only recently got round to watching it. Um, fucking Cocaine Bear. Now, <laughs> the thing is, with a, a movie called Cocaine Bear, I'm expecting to really fucking like that movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like that's going to be a movie really for, you know, people like me that like a good joke and a good bit of action, you know. Like, I don't really know what I can say about Cocaine Bear, Craig. <laughs> um, like, I was, I'll be honest, I was quite excited for it. Um, I was hoping for, like, a modern-day spoof of, like, Jaws, like Jaws in the Woods with cocaine. Like, that's what I was sort of hoping for. Um, but what we got was, like, a forgettable, you know, just just a fucking mess of a film, really, like, I think the the basic. I forget so much about this movie, but basically, I remember that some of the the plots basically some kids find some coke in the woods, and, the, and when I say kids, I mean these are like young kids, and then they try some coke, <laughs> and then they turn round, and then there's uh, there's a bear, and there's coke all over the bear's nose, so we know that the bear's had some, and he's back for his next his next his next bump. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the whole movie. You know, we barely see the bear. Uh, you know who directed it? Uh, Elizabeth Banks directed it. Do you know Elizabeth Banks? Yeah, I didn't know she directed. Yeah, she she directed Cocaine Bear, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit in love with her. I really love Elizabeth Banks. I think she's so like incredibly beautiful i think she's a really funny person i think she's got she's super talented like yeah i'm a little bit in love with her um but if i'm perfectly honest her direction doesn't really bring anything unique to a movie which let's be honest it's a low budget movie called cocaine bear and the premise is it's a bear on cocaine going on a rampage with a premise like that, I think you need to be quite uh, bold with your direction. I think you need to be unique. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think... I just thought it was a very basic film about a, ba a bear on cocaine. Like, if I'm honest, I was watching the movie and I was thinking, maybe if you did the whole film again, but from the perspective of the bear, maybe that would, just on its own make the movie immediately more interesting. You know, I just felt the movie was really boring. For a movie called Cocaine Bear, it shouldn't be fucking boring. Do you get me? Um, so instead, it's like... It's like really limited screen time for the for, for Cocaine Bear. The, the star of the movie is very limited screen time because it's a CGI fucking bear. Badly... CGI, by the way, um, and it's a lot of screen time for like really forgettable characters that you don't really care about. You're not going to remember them by the end of the movie. Um, oh, I'll tell you who's in it. Uh, Ray Liotta's in it, and I forget what he did in it. And it's really sad because apparently I heard the other day that Ray Liotta died. Did you know about this? Who? Ray the Ray Otter. Li Ray Liotta 
from Goodfellas. He apparently died. He was in Cocaine Bear. He died a week after completing his stuff for Cocaine Bear. And it's such a shame that this is his last film because oh, I quite yeah. like I like Ray Liotta. Oh my god, man! The way you said his last name had me so confused. I just realised who you're talking well, about. How do you say Ray Liotta? Liotta, I always thought. Liotta. Yeah. Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Ray Ray the Yotta is basically what it sounds like you're saying. Well, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. This is not the first time, by the way, you've said a name. It's completely confusing. Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like, maybe you need to say it with like uh, like a New York, Italian-American accent. Leota. Leota. Hey, Leota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you passed five minutes, by the way. Yeah, I thought I would have by now, now that we've <laughs> talked about Ray Liotta for a bit. But yeah, I think uh, it's just a shit film. I, I could have just, I could have wrapped everything up in my five minutes in five seconds. Just be like, it's fucking shit. Don't bother watching it, even though Elizabeth Banks is a goddess. That's quite sad. But I have a question for you. Go on. Cocaine Bear or Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey's better. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, much, I'll be honest with you. I think let's save our opinions for Winnie the Pooh because I think we should do it on the pod. But if I'm perfectly honest, I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Oh, really? Well, oh, I thought okay. the, the kill the kills were very good. The kills were very good. I like the kills a lot. And I think for a slasher movie, kills are important. Probably yeah. the most important. You need creative kills. That'll make your film more memorable. So, yeah, I, I actually... I actually found myself enjoying Winnie the Pooh. Let's let's save that for another another time. I think we should do Winnie the Pooh very soon as well. Yeah, it's quite sad as you said because I heard that I heard similar things about Cocaine Bear that nothing really happens, which is really silly, like really dumb. Like you have such an opportunity there, and then just not to do anything really with it because you could have some really yeah. fun stuff happening in that film, some really crazy shit. And it just seems really like, like they just didn't do that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. So I, I would not recommend Cocaine Bear. I do think Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is worth worth a watch. All right, I'll give that a go. We should definitely yeah. do a put on it. I mean, I think you should probably watch Cocaine Bear, but like, you're not going to like it. I didn't like it at all. Maybe you would like it. Maybe I've just not got it. But I didn't it, find it very it, engaging. It does seem like the way that you've described it that it it, it wasn't very memorable. Like yeah. it just didn't. There was you. It seemed, it seemed like you were struggling to really think of a way to talk about this film. So that's not a good sign. Yeah. Should we should we rate? Uh, I, I'm not going to rate Ted Lasso because I haven't I haven't watched it all yet. But I, I would give Cocaine Bear like three out of ten. Hmm. Okay, what should what, I should I rate what, what I've you, watched? Yeah, what what would you rate Narnia? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm not very good at rating things. I think I take I take it too personally. Uh, I, I've taken personal offence to this 
to this kid coming out of the wardrobe. I found it pretty boring. I like the acting wasn't really very interesting. It was very guessable film, very mm-hmm. generic film. Uh, it's just this British poshness, which I really just find irritating. I will probably give it like at least a four or a five. Like it just, it's just really boring film. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I've well, seen so it you, now. You're rating it higher than Cocaine Bear. It's probably better than Cocaine Bear from what you've told me and from what I've heard. Yeah. I but think it's it is still... probably better than Cocaine Bear. Yeah. I don't think there's any excuse for the bad CGI in Cocaine Bear when we when we know that uh, you know when all this we've seen so many films with amazing CGI uh, nowadays that like there's just no excuses for bad CG anymore. It's really world breaking unless you've got a good excuse for it, unless it fits the aesthetic of the film, unless the tone of the film requires it. It just doesn't work. You can't do it serious. You can't make us take it seriously if it's badly CG'd. Yeah, especially when the film really depends on it. Like it's just yeah. it's, it's really stupid. Uh, so, Craig, are you ready to hit me with something that you want to see more of? All right, let me press the star button. Okay, I want more of Masamir, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, Masa what? Masamir, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's on Netflix, by the way. Something for you to watch on Netflix. Okay. Uh, actually, so someone in our little Facebook group reminded me that this show existed recently. Uh, uh, and it's uh, it's quite an interesting little show. It's from Saudi Arabia. And it's a satire on Saudi Arabian culture. I remember I, I was just scrolling through like uh, Netflix one day. I saw... Uh, Saudi Arabian satire. Hmm, okay, mm. I gotta give this a go because it sounds like quite odd. I was very curious to see, you know, how they could push the boundaries with that. And it's, it's quite a big thing, actually. Uh, so a lot of it really is like, um, it's mostly about Saudi Arabian culture today and how it's kind of changed and like how it conflicts with like uh, this very religious, uh, conservative kind of country. But it's also becoming quite modern at the same time and it's becoming quite wealthy. Uh, and it pushes a lot of stereotypes about what you might think uh, Saudi Arabia is really like if you're watching it from as a foreigner anyway. Mm. Uh, and it's, uh, I think there are a lot of like things that they just can't touch. Like, I don't think there's much, I don't think there's anything about sexuality ever mentioned. Uh, they also don't ever talk about the king and they don't ever really talk about the state. Uh, right. So there are some areas that, okay, that's, those are total no-nos. We can't go there. But what's quite interesting is though they, it seems like this has uh, made them more creative because they have to work around this stuff not to get in trouble, I believe. And like this, there's even one time I remember where one character is flipping off someone else, but you don't actually see the full hand. You just see like the tip of their finger from their point of view. So you can see mm. the ends of the fingers, but you know that they're flipping someone off. So I think there's some stuff, okay, we can't film that exactly, but we can film around it. Uh yeah, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, a lot of it, it feels like uh, you have to watch the whole th- the whole episode to get like the punchline. Usually, it's at the end. And uh, was, uh, but it's not always a comedy. By the way, sometimes it gets a bit serious. Like there's one episode that I quite liked, which is about a bookshop owner. And one day, some guy comes in demanding a book that's banned. Uh, it's a it's a sex book actually, 
mm. uh, it's banned in the country and it becomes this kind of crime thing. And, it, and in the end, um, the bookshop owner ends up like having to kill them all or something. And it's very crazy. Uh, but it's all because of a banned book, but this would only ever happen in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and there's also another really great episode that I really liked uh, where these two Saudi guys uh, have to compete so they can marry this Saudi woman who uh, grew up in England and they have to, so she wants to marry an Arab guy, uh, but they also have to be like kind of uh, okay with like Western culture and stuff. And these guys are just for some village or something. So they have to go for all these little trials and like, so they make them like eat this big meal. And at the end they say, Oh, that's pork. And say, Oh shit. And they want to puke it out. Uh, but they can't, they say, no, if you puke, uh, if you spit out the pork, then you don't pass the thing. So they have to hold it in. Uh, and I think they also have to, they're forced to wear like fongs and stuff like this. Now, if you don't wear it, you'll get bitten by a wildcat or something. And then uh, at the end, they have to show that they're open-minded and they can talk to anybody. So they get this, this, this big like lineup of people and they have to pick who they're going to talk to. Like there's uh, someone who's Jewish, there's someone uh from india there's someone from the west uh and at the end they both put the pick these two girls who are standing at the end and they turn out to be uh feminists and they can't they can't do it they can't talk to these feminists and eventually they end up in a coma at the end of the episode which is quite <laughs> funny uh so yeah it's quite an interesting show i i, I do quite like watching shows that are um, that are not from the us or europe because it's something different and i, I really didn't expect uh, this would be such an interesting show. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. Give it a go, Masamir, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think there was Masamir. actually two shows. Yeah, there was two shows. There was some short thing, Masamir Shorts, and then there was the show after. I think they got a budget. And I think there was almost a two-year gap between the first and second season. Maybe that's because of the coronavirus. Mm. Um, so I don't know if they have trouble finding money sometimes. I think they're just a small studio that make this. Yeah, I, I really recommend it. It's quite an un, unusual show. Yeah. If you want something different, if you're interested in what culture is really like there, give that a go. Yeah, That's it does sound high. quite yeah, it does sound quite interesting. I'll definitely give that a shout. Masamir on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Nice one, Craig. Um, are you ready for my one? Yes, once the reset this thing in my jiggy. Thing in my jig. Lots of jigs. The thing in my jigs. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Go. Okay, so um, uh, I nearly put this for my hate selection, but now I'm going to put it for my see more collection uh, selection. Sorry. Uh, so I went to see uh, Dungeons and Dragons a while back. The new, I think it's called like Legends of Fucking Heroes or some bullshit. I don't know. Dungeons and Dragons Hero Time. I don't know. Look it up. I don't know. I've no idea what it's called. Um, I just so I, I I'm surprised because there's like a lot of uh, there's a lot of love on the internet. I'm seeing for this movie. I think it got like a seven point six or something on IMDb. Something crazy. And I watched it and I was really not bothered at all. I was like, ah, it's whatever. Like. The characters are fine, I guess, uh, but the actors are not the best. Um, and the story's pretty bare bones. Um, like the pros of it, there's like, there's a fat dragon 
there's a fat dragon, and I won't lie, fat dragon, really fun. I like fat dragon. Uh, sorry, spoilers, by the way, guys, unless you've seen it already. Uh, there's a fat dragon. I like the fat dragon. It kind of acts like a puppy, even though like it's trying to kill them. Uh, like I like Fat Dragon. I quite liked Michelle Rodriguez, uh, but I kind of have a soft spot for her uh, because of Resident Evil anyway. So I've always liked Michelle Rodriguez, even when she's bad in something. Um, I don't think she's bad in this, though. Um, and Hugh Grant's in it. Uh, he's like, he is a bad guy, but then it turns out that there's a bigger bad guy. Uh, but I like Hugh Grant. I mean, there's something about Hugh Grant in there. He's just super charming and charismatic that, yeah, you, you can't help but like him. The bad things, the story, there isn't really one. Uh, acting, there isn't much. The CGI was dreadful. The villain, the actual big bad, is just some fucking bald fuck in a red robe that has, like, blood magic or some sh such bollocks. And... They've been around the whole movie, but they've said fucking nothing at all. So I've got real no idea what this human being is behind this bad guy. Uh, the ending is so fucking cliche and shit. Everyone gets gold, by the way, Craig. You know, I hate that shit where everyone gets a happy ending. The whole mm. the whole city gets gold at the end. Um, I forgot pretty much. Oh, yeah, there's this cliche. So, like, okay, big spoiler alert. Uh, do you mind if I spoil it for you, Craig? No, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. So, the whole movie, he's been after this medallion or some bollocks that will make the dead come back to life. And then at the end of the movie, he has the medallion. He's going to bring his wife back to life. But then Michelle Rodriguez gets killed. Oh, no. And she's dead. Oh, and then he uses the, the medallion to bring Michelle Rodriguez back to life. This fucking cliche, but the device that you've been looking for this whole movie to do something, someone gives their life so you can go and do it and you just waste it on them. But don't get me wrong, I like <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, but like, I just don't see any logical through line there. It's like, no, use it the way you were initially going to do, like initially going to use it. And that makes way more sense to me. Um, so yeah, um, I don't really know what else to say. But it doesn't you really. More of it. Well, okay. So this is the thing. So it doesn't really stretch any boundaries. It doesn't do anything new. It's like, but it's basic fun. It is basic fun, but it's not much more beyond basic fun. Just the movie, right? But obviously, it's not called uh, Heroes of Tomorrow or whatever the fuck it's called. It's called Dungeons and Dragons, Legends of the Future, or whatever the fuck it's called. But Dungeons and Dragons is like, it's Dungeons and Dragons with a colon. So this is going to be a franchise. It's sort of inevitable that there will be sequels. There will be more movies within this universe. And, um, you know, it, it did have some good gags. Some characters were well written and the gags were decent. Um, but the scope of it is fucking massive. Anyone who's played Dungeons and Dragons will tell you that the scope is just fucking huge. Um, so since it's inevitable that we're going to be getting more of these movies and it looks like people like it, um, I want later films oh, to give five. me... 
All right, let me let me finish. I'm nearly done. Uh, I I just want later films to have better and more interesting plots, and then I think I can get on board with this franchise. And that's it. That's pretty much everything I have to say. Hmm, that's interesting. I'd give, but I'd give this movie maybe a four. I'd give it maybe a five out of ten. I didn't like it. That's very interesting because I was I didn't remember seeing the poster and thinking. I bet they're just going to make it literally about uh, Dungeons and Dragons instead of taking the whole yeah. scope of it, like looking at the actual board game and seeing how much you can do with this. I thought, like, it, it, do they have anything about people playing the actual game in that? No, That's no, so they don't. Stupid, but in my opinion. What the the way I saw it is the movie is basically like I, I could imagine that four friends could sit down at a table and play the movie. Yeah, like the, I, I'm sure they could do that, but I, I think you're right. I think you need some sort of Lord of the Rings level epic, like grandness, something big, something to show off the scope of this universe. A movie that that does show the whole universe in one easily digestible two to three hours, you know, movie. And I think you could have yourself a good little flick, maybe something political within it. Uh, maybe there is a quest, but maybe the quest is only like um, the main plot or a subplot um, that's running throughout while the main plot goes on. Yeah, I, I think you can do a lot with it. But right now, I did not love it. But I'm looking forward to seeing better stuff coming out of this universe. I hope they'll get it. Uh, you know, I Me was too. just thinking... Uh, they should get the Daniels to do that. Could oh, you yeah, imagine if the Daniels. Mm, yeah, if they could do what they did with everything everywhere all at once to uh, the Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I think it that would, would work be, really well. Yeah, that would be insane. I think that's a really, really good shout. All right, well, Craig, I think that's it. Well yeah. done, and another month another group of movies to talk about uh, i had yeah. fun me too uh yeah that was interesting little month um yeah. i'm hoping for more interesting stuff though because it feels like that i'm running dry on shit i'm reading yeah. books let's uh let's hope next month we have more stuff to talk about yeah i agree yeah. well stuff that i'm more passionate about talking about i really hope so all right then everyone well thank you for listening to film shrapnel please go and follow us on twitter at film shrapnel capital f capital s and uh craig do you want to say anything to the fellow lovers of film out there uh i would say knees but my knees actually been really fucked for the last few months so i feel like i've cursed myself so um don't keep it knees instead just just leave. Just get we the never, fuck out of here. Just get the fuck out of here. Ray Liotta. Do